What's the deal, Playboy? What's good, Josh? Your man, DJ Playboy. Back with another episode of the Perfect Talk Podcast. We do this every week in FBI. And of course, I'm joined, as always, by my right-hand man, my dog, the homeboy, Keith. What's going on, brother? Ziggy's out, Zaga's out, Zaga's out, anyhow, what it do, man? Damn, Maya had some uh, tough features, didn't she? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. This whole that month is going to be dedicated to Maya features. <laughs> that and Ghetto Superstar, just like, I don't know who had the crown, but shout out to Maya. Yeah, man, uh-huh. I'm come through with the loon voice or whoever. Girl, scream like I'm Keith. <laughs> Take me there. Yo, what's, uh, what's good, though? What's good with you, man? Me, I'm chilling. One week, one week from from now, I'm gonna be living in a new state, so I'll be Beginnings. different. I've always Beginnings. lived in the state of New York, so going over to Jersey, get a different goofy looking license. I'm about to say you about to get Jersey license and all that, yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> the voter registration, all that. Is Jersey a blue state? Yeah, it is. Okay. But sometimes they have Republican governors. But I guess that's like New York too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for the most part, it's a blue state. So I guess my vote won't really do much. Maybe I should have moved to Montana or something so I could <laughs> actually make a difference. Fight the power, you know what I mean? Boy, yeah. Styles. Yeah. <laughs> but um, no, nah, that's cool, man. New beginnings, bro. Shout out to you, bro. That's that's a big move. Um, new like I I, I just want to see pictures of the new space. You know what I'm saying? Until I'm able to go out there and visit it. You know what I mean? And just see what's going on. Cause I, I like that. I like transitions. You know what I'm saying? I like new beginnings and shit like that, man. Yeah, definitely, man. I think just just the whole moving process is interesting because sometimes you get retrospective. Nothing crazy, you know. Nothing like the last episode of Fresh Prince where I'm looking at an empty room, but you start cleaning your shit out. Because I've been in here for about eight years or so. You start finding mm-hmm. old stuff you wrote or old stuff that people wrote to you, or you know, you you, you look you unpack and stuff. But oh man, I ain't wear this in five years. I'm finding my do rag. I don't got no types of waves right now, so. <laughs> Is it hard for you to throw shit out? Are you like, because I'm, I'm like, oh shit, oh I haven't worn this hat in years, but I ain't letting rid of it. Like you know, what I'm saying Are you uh, you easy for you to just get rid of shit. I think is so. I mean, I'm about to give an airy answer, but like a uh, airy, not eerie, but um, an airy space. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess so. It's kind of like it's like a fluffy answer. It's like you know, cuddly, but yeah. it's, I think it's hard to. To throw stuff out when you're at the end of, a, of one of your eras or like one of your your phases in life, when you're at the end of it but not quite finished with it, Why it's hard that? to throw stuff out then. So like you know, if you broke up with somebody but like you haven't quite gotten over them and all that stuff, you'll throw you'll throw away all everything. Like oh, this filthy bitch, but you just one thing. You be like, right, I think I'm gonna keep this one thing. <laughs> but then when you're in the new phase, and then you're looking back at stuff that used to that that was in your last phase, like that's that same breakup, that one last thing. You be like, all right. I'm, you know, I'm comfortable in saying that I'm done with this thing. So I think that's what's going on now. So I'm clearly into a new phase in my life. But when I moved in here, to be quite honest, like I was like, yo, man, I'm a, in Manhattan, I'm going to be at clubs and bars or whatever, and I'm going to be able to just take a 20-minute cab ride home if I meet somebody. And, like, that was what, when I moved here, because I used to live in Brooklyn, and, then like, it was harder to get, because I did most of my hanging out in Manhattan. So it was just easier for me to get get to where I live now from the bars and stuff that's in Midtown or downtown and stuff like that. And um, that was the purpose. But now I'm clearly in a new phase of my life. So like almost everything, I feel pretty good throwing it away. But there's a few things that I wrote like 
like small writings or I'll jot something down or I was writing jokes or something like that. And it'll be a, okay. it's like a chronicling of how I was feeling at the time. So it's fascinating, even though it is a past phase of my life. Sometimes I think about, you know, I, re- I, I like to read a lot of biographies and I think about all the writings that they scrounge up from some of these people. You know what I'm saying? Even though the whoever wrote it, some of the writings, they're like, man, it wasn't that important. But then, you know, it ends up being some profound piece of history. Like Gabrielle oh. Union's last book, she said she was just writing for the heck of it for herself. Then uh-huh. she's like, you know, I'm going to turn this into a book. Okay, so you saved them? Like you saved your writing? Some of it. Some of it I threw away. Some okay. of them are salacious, and so I can't, <laughs> I can't. I can't be holding on to shit, man. I'm about to get me killed out here. He said, "Can't let them know where the bodies is been." Yeah, yeah you brother. Yeah. Nah, that's that's. I feel the same way. I'm like I'm like that with artwork and um, just like different little Photoshop projects I might have done and shit like for mixtapes throughout the years. I like hold on to shit like that, but uh, I mean I'm a hoarder anyway, so. I can't, you gotta get you gotta get rid of some shit, but uh, I like to hold on to the creative stuff because I feel like I don't know. I just always like if I don't know. I think of Albert Einstein or, or or Ernest Hemingway. You know what I'm saying? I feel like if right they pass away or something like that, people go through their house and they find this type of stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's that might be the stuff that 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 goes on and actually makes them great beyond their years. So yeah, that's kind of kind of how I was feeling. I, some so so some stuff I threw away. I guess who am I to say which will be profound to other people? Like, who am I to say which will be profound or which will be worth nothing? But I figured I'd save a little something, but nothing crazy that's like a, a reflection of um, some version of my, some past version of myself that I romanticize and wish will come back. Like, that, I think that part of it is, is completely dead. But as far as just being, it's more like a historic artifact than it is like some romanticization of some past life that I had. Yeah, because as we get older, um, I feel like, and not everybody, but most people that I come across, you have more of a, a, a liking for history. Like, nobody cared about history when we was in school. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? But, like, as you get older, you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> I kind of want to know the background of some of this, this shit they was trying to teach me. But this is your own history. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? This is your story. So it's even has more of a, a emotional connection to you. So it's 100%. I, I understand exactly, bro. I'm the same way, man. Like when my kid was first born, I, I I was like for like a day or two, I'm like, yeah, I'm about to start a journal, and like I actually made journal entries, and then like I got busy or distracted or something like that, never did it anymore. But then I found those entries and went back and I'm like read them. It was like, yo, this, this just show me where I was at in that life, and like I can smile that I'm not there anymore. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the, the troubles I was writing about or the headaches I was writing about. Mm. So it's uh, I mean, when you're not there, meaning that at that point in your life, you felt that you weren't in a great place. Yeah, yeah. Like some of my writings, um, the the one or two entries I had were complaints about things that that were in my control to change. Uh-huh. And then I look back on it now, like, oh, was, thank thank God I did change them. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I hate to be I'd hate to be writing the same journal entry. Uh, my daughter's gonna turn four later, so three and a half years later. You know what I'm saying? That'd be that wouldn't be cool. So you that, know what I mean? I mean, the complaint thing is ain't all that bad because when you think about it, man, you essentially that's just a comedian's joke book, just complaints about shit. But like, nigga, don't you hate you be at the supermarket? You see them little mints, and then you be like, I can't afford them mints. Oh. <laughs> but, like, nah, comedians, but you know how it is? I'm all about energies and vibes. Yeah. So, um, for instance, like, I-, I was catching myself talking about, like, bad relationships a lot. You know what I'm saying? That that I wasn't even in anymore. In your book. And I'm like, no, 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 in, in just conversations with people. Okay. Like this. And I-, I, was- I wanted to take, I wanted to stop doing that, because I'm like, there's two parts to it. It's like, why am I bringing up old shit? And why, like, cause, cause I wasn't really hurt by this stuff. I wasn't really 
bothered by it. I was bringing it up because it was in the context of what we were talking about. Mm-hmm. But it was like kind of like I could have avoided talking about that. Or like I had a roommate one time and things went sour. Things uh you know started getting weird at time. And I was just talking about it the other day and I was like, I wonder if it comes across as if I'm shitting on him when I'm really just telling my story. Right. You know what I'm saying? But I wonder but it doesn't leave him in a good light. So I'm like, I kind of just got on the vibe of like I don't necessarily. I, I just got to be careful of the energy I put out. So even if I'm complaining about something, it's got to be a positive. To, so like a comedian is still making people laugh, or at least himself laugh through his complaints, the, whether it's through the delivery or just the punchline or whatever. Mm. But like I can't just complain for the sake of complaining. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, this sucks. I can't do this. I can't do that. I'm, I'm more solution based, and I feel like that energy could be based on figuring out. You know what I'm saying? What how to get to a better position, if that makes any sense. Yeah, it makes total sense. I, I, I guess it depends how you look at it. I remember one of the therapists I went to, one of my things was that I feel like I'm not expressing myself or I'm not co- connected with people, particularly at this at, the t- at that time in my life, it was women, but um, but just in general, not com- connected with people in a certain way that I'm not getting across how I feel or what bothers me or what doesn't bother me or what I like and all this stuff. So he was just asking me things about how am I interacting with people. And then one of the things that, that we uh, discovered was that when something bothered me or so I liked something, that I wouldn't say it because I, I told him that I was I felt that if I'm not putting out a solution along with what I'm saying, particularly if it's a complaint, if I'm not putting out a solution, it's not really worth much. Mm-hmm. But then he he threw it back to me and said, but what if you just said it? And I'm, what would happen? And I'm like, I, I don't know. So like, what's the worst that could happen? So I don't know, probably some, you know, somebody probably get annoyed or something like that and probably just kill the conversation. He said, I mean, is that, you know, is that really the worst thing? You know what I'm saying? Is that the worst yeah. thing that could happen? And yeah. as far as being the, the whole solutions-based thing, being solutions-oriented oriented, or feeling that your utterance isn't worth much unless there's a solution attached to it, he said sometimes the solution may just come from you just saying it. But like, listen, you know, this thing bothers me when you... When you tell me that my shoes are dirty, it bothers me. And then that could just be it. If nothing else is said after that, at least you said it. You said your piece. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. no, no. There's, I, I, I uh, 100% agree. Um, even though my, my, my view on it is different, I can totally see where, where he's yeah. coming from with that. Because um, I think with me, more so it comes from I know what I like to be around and don't like to be around. Mm-hmm. And I don't like to be around people that I feel complain all the time. So I don't want to look back on my day and be like, was I that person that I don't want to be around? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. If that makes any sense. So, like, I just, I, I just kind of like, just, I don't, there's no need for it sometimes. There's, sometimes nah, there I, is I, a I need feel for, you. Yeah. Sometimes there is a, definitely, I, I feel like there's no, if it's very healthy to, to sit there and admit, hey, this is a problem and maybe I might not have the solution now. I can still admit that this is a problem a hundred percent, but, um, I just don't want to be that person that does it a hundred percent of the time mm. in 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 my interactions with you. Like, I don't want to be on this podcast every week complaining about. I don't think it'd be an interesting podcast if we did that. You know what I mean? All right. Complaining about what's going oh, on. It could be. Just make a whole new podcast about just, <laughs> just complaining Complaints. on on old girlfriends. Like, yo, man, you know, I hated when this bitch you did this and that. The new podcast, grind my gears. <laughs> you grind my gears. Word, man. And every episode, be like this episode, episode three, Lorraine. You know this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> she'll be dope we already got the idea we got the spinoff coming somebody, I'm about to say somebody about this some, some complaining ass nigga about to take our shit <laughs> <laughs> but yo you, you uh you've been able to keep up with the world cup you been watching any soccer football yeah i don't want i don't watch fake football man nah, fuck you. But nah, <laughs> <laughs> nah i mean i know i don't keep up with it so when i watch it with people i feel like the dude 
I feel like the girlfriend who be watching football, like she don't watch football all season, then she comes sitting next to you for the Super Bowl asking you ask questions, questions about the rules <laughs> of the game and why they do this and how boring the game is. I'm like, yo, man, you could have done this. We could have got this out the way in week three. So me, I'm coming for the World Cup. I'm like, yeah, so Fran, I don't get it. France plays Belgium. But then how do they speak to the referees when it's time to complain? And like I'm just I'm that person that just comes with the dumb shit. So I mean I watch it when I go to bars, like bars in New York City. They're all yeah. about that shit. So I have not watched one minute of the World Cup other than what like my coworker next to me is watching on his phone or some shit. You know what I'm saying? Like other than that, I have not seen one minute of it. And and I mean USA's not in it. You know what I'm saying? So, right. Well, uh, uh-huh. In 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 um New York City the it's it's so diverse that the World Cup even though we're not deep into it the World Cup uh it's it has changed the pulse of the city in the time that it's been on you know what I'm saying so you see people with their jerseys you go into the corner stores and you see uh, when Egypt I think Mexico beat Egypt I think it was Mexico but Egypt got it eliminated and you know you see some of the half of the corner stores. Are, are happy that Egypt lost, and the other half of the corner stores are f- trying to find a Latin American country to cheer for, whether it's Mexico, or Uruguay, or Argentina, and a lot of those teams got eliminated. So yeah. you just chant, you just chant for Croatia. Word, like, it's, it's, it's interesting. Like you know, so a lot of people are uh, uh, um, gaga over Ronaldo and Messi, and um, the, the dude from Brazil. All three of them are gone. Yeah, they both got. Yeah. That I do know. Yeah. They, all those, like, icons got knocked out. So, um, but to your point, to your question, do I follow it? Not really, but I feel it happening around me. My fa- I went to my father's house the other day. He's he's all about it. He was watching. He was watching it on Telemundo. And I'm like, you don't want to watch it in English? He said, they play it in English? <laughs> he didn't even know. <laughs> oh, by the way, my father has to speak Spanish, so let me just put... So, but he was watching Telemundo. He doesn't speak the language. But he was just watching that shit, captivated. I'm telling him about my day and my life. And he was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was just treating me like a pretty much how, how the, the prototypical dude treats his wife when he's watching sports. Give a fuck about your day, nigga. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, Dad, look what you created. He's like, whatever. Let me watch this game. <laughs> I uh, listen to a lot of like uh, uh, sports radio on the West Coast, too. And... um. I guess Landon Donovan had did some commercial. You know Landon Donovan, he plays for the U.S. national team. Oh, doesn't play anymore, but uh, was like one of the top scorers for the U.S. national team and um, of all time. And I guess he did some type of Wells Fargo commercial telling people to like root for Mexico. And it caused like some big uproar because I guess Mexico's the rival and then plus all this Trump shit. <laughs> like uh, anti-Mexico uh, But like people out there kind of had the same feeling you had like uh, being in like New York City like because bad Mexicans and in like LA and shit like that, so they like, yeah, what, what are y'all talking about? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, who else are we gonna root for if USA ain't in it? But it, right. it, it's funny how that like sentiment isn't shared around the, the 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 rest of the country. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, definitely. It's funny how yeah, definitely funny how different regions. The this country's so big, and that um, you know, it's almost like if you go to depending on what part of the country you go to, you go into like a, almost like a different nation. Just the way people feel, the way people talk, yeah, dress, all that shit. Like it's just like a, a whole different place. So. Um, yeah, that makes sense because in Mexico, Mexican Americans, particularly in LA, where there's a lot of them, like they, they're like, that's my America, like that's America. People who look like you, who who are bilingual like you, all that type, who have 
a similar heritage to you. Like, I'm American. Like, this is America to me. But, you know, some people from other parts of the country are like, that's not America. Those are Mexicans. Mm-hmm. But they, they would say, they would diff- they would say um, nah, I'm, I'm American. I'm a Mexican-American when I'm American of Mexican heritage. Yeah. So, yeah. Shout out to that, though, the World Cup. At least it's been pride, national pride. Um, people just standing up for flags. You know what I'm saying? I, I think, oh, shit, I, I'm fucking up the country right now. But one country had a moment of silence because they lost. <laughs> like they tell yeah. it for like a minute straight. And I'm like, that's a whole nother. Oh, and Panama was like, Panama scored one goal in the entire tournament and they was geeked over the shit uh, to the point like they was crying during the national anthem. They just happy to be there. It was on some, <laughs> it was on some shit. That that shit <laughs> they was just happy to be there. All that shit is, is, is like, that shit is serious. Yeah, um, Grenada have some, I don't even know if he won a gold, but he competed in the Olympics. And his name is like Karani something. I would have to have our research team look that shit up. But um, this dude's image is all over the country. Like in Thailand, they have the Buddha, mm-hmm. the like the Buddhist joint all over the country. The images of the Buddha. In, in uh, Grenada, this particular Olympian is like Buddha. Like this dude is, it's insane. This dude is all over the place. Now I'm not even sure if like he... He's like some crazy winner, but he won just enough. He won just enough. That's like, yo, we idolize this dude. He won just enough to hold this Coca-Cola bottle in these pictures. Yeah. <laughs> yo, it's crazy. This dude is, uh, is um, whatever the Coca-Cola is down there. I, can't, I don't Fan- know what's Fanta? down there. Fanta? Solo? Fanta? said Fanta. <laughs> nah, uh, Fanta and Solo. Wow. Uh, nah, it's... um. Damn, I forgot the name of it. Shit. Yo, uh, oh, real man. talk. Last time I was in Grenada, they was drinking Pepsi out of glass bottles. Like it was, Damn, a, <laughs> it's been a, said last, <laughs> it's been a minute. Like it was glass bottles. Man. Like I said last time, we were, so yeah, last time I was on Grenada. Clinton was the fucking president. <laughs> it's been probably been before that, bro. <laughs> like you could definitely not twist off a Pepsi can, a Pepsi bottle. Like you needed the. That was before Grenada's independence. <laughs> USA was still uh, invading them and shit. <laughs> no, it was uh, yeah, it was, it was yeah, it was. Uh, I wonder what Grenada looks like now, cause damn, like when I was, it was. I went to well, we went to yeah. we went to some hood parts though, so yeah. <laughs> I guess we see we seen the hood parts. It's a hood. Uh, I, I mean, I drove literally all around. Like, it's a small country. We drove all around the country. Um, my my cousin in law is does tours and stuff as yeah. a tour company. So he um he took us all around and just showed us the the landmarks and did the whole shebang. And I ain't see no hoods. There was now, a country. When I was, yeah, well, the, yeah, that's what I, that's what I mean by like the hood. Like some shit. Like I'm visiting my grandma, but if I like walk too far off the edge of her like lawn, I could fall down a big ass mountain or some shit like that. You know what I mean? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when we drove up in the mountains, I saw some senior citizens. They do uh, maneuvering and, and manipulating mountains and shit like that. I'm like, God, yeah, somebody help this lady. I was screaming. I was like, help this lady. This lady trying to traverse different terrains. I'm like, no. She out there looking like Laura Croft. Oh, <laughs> yo, it was like that. Tomb Raider oh, making her way up the wall. Mad gray hair. Mad gray hair, bonnet, trying to just climbing with a, with a big ass base and a wet clothes. I'm like, yo. Yo, bro, I'm talking about I'm walking on the sidewalk, but then you just walking and it's like, where the sidewalk go? Why am I seeing pipes and <laughs> sewage right here? Like, how do I cross from this part of the sidewalk to the other part? Pop. Yeah, man. <laughs> and then, then a random car would come doing like 90 
90 miles per hour. You come doing 120 kilometers <laughs> kilometers per hour around some some corner, driving the wrong way up the street, and you get confused. You just, there's no rules, bro. Oh, they're, they're but yeah. But aside from that, man, beautiful, beautiful country. I was gonna, I'm, I'm uh, planning on getting my citizenship there, but I just got to find some time to make it to the embassy over here. I, I don't know if it was a Freudian slip when you was referring to like uh, Grenadians. You say we got we got a champion out here. I was like, whoa, okay. <laughs> Key part of the yeah, game. man. I'm about to get my citizenship. Key part of the I'm game. To, game, game. Yeah, I'm looking to I'm looking to invest over there, but uh, because now now uh, I could get it through marriage, which is gangster, right? Because <laughs> I was never I never had an interest. I had a lot of immigrant friends, or at least like friends who are very connected with with the countries of their heritage. Uh-huh. But I wasn't, you know what I'm saying? Even though I'm a first-generation American, like, by the time I came around, my parents had been in the country for a little bit. They had gotten used to, the, to all the all the channels and shit that's on their TV. They had, they had seven channels on their TV. They never say, had that before. I was about to say, Keith had all the channels. That was the first thing I thought of. Well, we, yeah, we did have all the channels. All the channels. It was two, four, five, <laughs> seven, nine, 11, 13, 21, and 55. That's what we had all of those. And then B-Cat. So, um, B-Cat when the cable came around. <laughs> <laughs> then we had B-Cat. Then we had the, the, the uh, bootleg cable box, the joint where you jump the box and you get all the channels. He's like watching Bobby Simmons showing music videos <laughs> and shit like that. And you watch the Spice Channel, you know, the joint is jumping. So you try to, it's not really an image, but you try to put the image together in your head because there's different fragments of it. That's a titty. So you start cracking a code just so you can watch some porno. Hell yeah. But yeah, man. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm super Americanized. Like we had, we ate regular cereal and all that shit stuff. We only ate cultural dishes for for big holidays like Thanksgiving and Christmas. So, like um, saying that, yeah, I might be, I might become a Grenadian citizen. That was pretty cool to me. That's dope, man. Shout out to you, yeah. brother. But yeah, you should, you should definitely make it back there. So it's a great place. We'll go. Um, we'll I'm, go. Me, me, and you. We'll find some people. We'll make a trip out of it. You know what <laughs> recruit some people. Go to the salad. <laughs> nah, definitely. It's, just, it's, it's dope. We'll go to the hood, quote unquote. <laughs> we'll go mountain climbing. Yeah, man. But um, you been keeping up with NBA free agency? Your boy uh. Bron went west. Oh, Bron, 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 Bron to L.A. Man, kudos to him. People, it's weird because Bron, I had a debate yesterday, man. It was getting heated, and it was like in a in a um, Christian house. Oh, was it was a barbershop? Was it barbershop based? Or? It was, you know, I didn't want to turn to barbershop because when I get excited, it, I, I speak faster than my brain could go, and I depend on my brain keeping up in my mouth. <laughs> when I'm trying to edit curses out of my speech, if that makes sense. Or, you know, when you're around somebody's parents or around a kid, you're, you're trying not to curse and you're like, all right, you're going off and you're like, I don't, I got to make sure I edit. Like the five second delay, that's pretty much how my brain worked. The, the, after Janet Jackson whipped out her titties, that's my brain. I have to vet everything I say before it flies out of my mouth. When you started the sentence, I thought you were about to say, uh, when I get real excited about shit, I get loud. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, and I don't want to be screaming at nobody in they damn house. Well, that too, but that was the that I was worried about that, but that was the least of my concerns. I was just worried about cussing. He like I'm about to cuss. This dude said, "Well, I was like, well, the only thing that he said Kobe was better than LeBron." So I just got angry, and I was like, "Yo, I'm like Kobe." But anyway, man, that's, but yeah, LeBron to LA, it's a beautiful thing. I, I really think that he just um, looking at his quality of life. People are probably looking at how he could what's his his route to a championship, and I I think he he feels that if he gets one, it's cool. But you know he's he wants to see his son play basketball, and that's dope. Yeah, fatherhood is a, is a cool thing. Um, yeah. to, to what to your point of the argument you were having, I think all the Kobe fans, because Kobe Kobe they call him Kobe stands, they're like crazy, bro. Like 
they're going to use this opportunity to defame LeBron because how is LeBron about to get five rings for the Lakers in, in you know or, the amount of time he has? So they they want that debate to start because they they were trying to sneak their way into it anyway. I heard Allen Iverson um, make a comment about it, and a couple other people, Chauncey Billups maybe, say, "Why is Kobe not in this Jordan Lebron debate?" And I mean, I, I know the answer. <laughs> you know, what I'm saying, and, and I'm like one of the biggest Kobe fans uh, when he was playing, so or when he was in his prime. So I, but I could, I don't think that he's in that debate because how could you be the best if you're not the best shooting guard? <laughs> like, this, how does that? That doesn't make no sense. So, uh, like. But they're gonna use this opportunity definitely to hop in that debate and, and try to get it, try to get in there as much as possible. But have you noticed that people don't really people aren't flocking to go play with LeBron? Like uh, I was kind of surprised Paul George went back to OKC to do uh, to chill with Westbrook. I thought he, he I thought he but I felt like he kind of knew LeBron was going to LA and he felt like that would take away from him returning to LA. So he's right. like, why am I gonna go there and just be, play the background for LeBron in my hometown of all places? I I saw on a, um on the news that Brian Windhorst is like all all in a, a a tizzy like it's weird why would Paul George go back to OKC but I'm like what reason is there really not to for Paul George you know what I'm saying like he I don't think he has a lot of pressure I mean he probably of course he wants a championship as does Westbrook and stuff but it's not that pressure of like well you better get one or else you're your legacy and your career is a wash exactly and you, know, then you know what I'm saying I don't think he felt that and he was like I like Westbrook. OKC treated me good. I, you know, yeah, we stunk it up a little bit, but, like, I don't know. Like, I, I don't think it's because the, the organization did Paul George dirty or did something. I just think they just got outplayed and they just didn't have the proper mix by the time the playoffs rolled around. Yeah, and then, like, remember when Paul George was in Indiana? I think he was kind of, like, homesick. He was kind of like, it's whack here. Y'all traded away my homeboys. You know what I'm saying? I'm out here by myself. Like, I want to go. And then they sent him to OKC, which – they thought he probably wouldn't like, or you know, most people would be like a kid from Palmdale, California is not gonna like that. And he was like, "Yo, I, I kind of like the simple things in life." And then Russ is my man. Like I didn't think I'd build a friendship like this. And they said they're getting rid of Carmelo. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> he's even better. <laughs> Why would I not? <laughs> so it's just like I, I I get it too. And then I also think the the dream of wanting to live in your hometown is cool. And but I think the reality of it hit him that he don't really want his family hitting him up for tickets and being around him all the time like that. He wants to be able to to come and go as he pleases. You know what I'm saying? Word. I don't. Did, did he come from like a one of those middle class backgrounds, like a nice neighborhood and all that stuff? That I don't know, but I know he has a big family that's out there, and like, like they're like his his they're, they're like real family based, like the the whole family. They're a big family thing, so it's gonna be like I don't know their their like income level or whatever. You know what I'm saying? They 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 got like a they seem hood, but I don't necessarily know if that that has represented over their income level. But um, they're uh, I think there's just a lot of them. You know if that makes any sense. So it's like yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I was I was asking because I find that a lot of people who really enjoy the idea of going back to their hometown came from like that up that middle class crust, like that, you know, parents are professionals or at least parents had a um a pretty decent career with benefits and a house and there's there's a you know, there's some of your extended families doing well also. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So like Kevin Love would probably love going back to, to the California area. Yeah. Whereas somebody else may not. Or, like, LeBron probably doesn't mind leaving Akron, Ohio exactly. and going to L.A. Because, like, he probably has, like, a new f- type of family going on. Well, he has his own family, clearly, but like, his own family thing going on out there. So it's not You're not, like, turning your back on your old family. It's like your new beginnings, you know? You're moving to Jersey. Right. <laughs> right, exactly. You're in the apartment, so it's just like, yeah, you're not 
turning your back. It's just kind of you opening a new door. The Paul George thing surprised me. Um, and, and I don't think the Lakers are going to be that good, to be honest with you. Like, with Lance Stevenson, um, who's the other dude? Ray John Rondo. Nothing again. Like, they're, they're decent players. I don't think they're going to beat Golden State, though, with that. I don't think they're going to be Houston with that. No, nah, they, they, they're not. But uh, probably, but there's a chance, though. Now that they have LeBron, when LeBron's on your team, there's a chance. That's true. You know what I'm saying? That's the crazy thing. That's true. Yeah. And the debates, like, it's hard for the, to the debate because I don't have adv- to debate. For in in Le- LeBron's behalf, you would have to have advanced metrics, and you gotta have um advanced metrics mostly. I don't got that shit off the top of my head <laughs> he's a nigga. because when you watch him play, he doesn't look uh, he looks great clearly, but he's, like, he's not doing all those theatrics that Jordan and Kobe's doing. Like he flings up a game winner, puts his arms up, and then niggas go to the locker room. Right. Like that's it. But so um, he's actually getting better if you were to look at the numbers. He's improving, <laughs> which is yeah, he's crazy. improving. Efficiency is through the roof. Yeah. Kobe. Had games in one of the finals. I think they said throughout the finals he put up like it was a, a lot of shots and and you know he was scoring like hot, decent numbers like over twenty five a game. But not for the but NFL, like yeah. he was doing like shooting like forty percent from the field, thirty four, not from three point from the field. So um, yeah, man, it's yeah. When you look at that cast, the fact that he he'll even make it maybe in the top five of the playoffs. Which is a good chance they will. That's insane. I think that's incredible. I don't even want to like stay too much on the the sports point because we got people in the audience not really big on the sports. But one good thing that you could use sports as a microcosm of life is if you look at that Kawhi Leonard situation. Like I've never seen people turn so much on a player. Uh, for those people who don't know, Kawhi Leonard was in, he plays for the San Antonio Spurs, but he was injured while playing for the Spurs, and they diagnosed him incorrectly. Uh, so which actually made his injury a bit worse. Um, and when he wanted to get a second and even third opinion, he was ridiculed by the organization for doing it um, to the point that they, like, started talking badly about him. There was an altercation between him and Tony uh, – sorry, I believe Ginobili in the locker room. Uh, Tony Parker came out with a comment in the public about his injury was much worse than Kawhi's, and he came back and played through it. Um, and it's just like I'm seeing all the former Spurs and people just come out and like so, and I'm like Kawhi has not said a word to this point, which is actually some of the reason they're upset about that he hasn't said a word, and it just shows me that being quiet doesn't even work in life because people they're just gonna make the story up, you know what I'm saying? They're just gonna put the words in your mouth, and like you would think that I, I'm being quiet, I've got the olive branch out, I'm not trying to hurt nobody, like people are truly disrespecting his manhood. You know what I'm saying? Saying all types of comments about I've never seen like people just turn so much on, on like a superstar player. It's, and it's only people from the San Antonio area. Everybody else, I think that outside of there co- completely understand why he's upset. Um, I like to look at the, all all this um, off season wheeling and dealing as like a workplace, mm-hmm. right? So Kawhi, imagine you have somebody at your job who's dope at what they do. You know what I'm saying? Like if if y'all working in a warehouse, this dude. You know, he moves things like crazy. He finds the most efficient ways. He makes your job easier. But then, you know, one day he comes and he just he just keeps calling out. He's taking mad vacation days so that now your job has become harder. I think you might cuss him out too when he finally returns to work or if you happen to see him in the street. Yeah, yeah, but then, but was he on disability? Because <laughs> he hurt himself on the job? You know what I'm saying? Then I kind of got to yeah, look at it differently. If there's a question, or if you think his, if, if, if some shit like, you know, he drops a box of toilet paper on his toe, and he's like, oh, it's broken. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, no, no way. 
I stabbed myself with, with, with one of the sharp edges of a toothpaste tube. This nigga, he dropped two, uh, toilet paper on himself. No way. He's like, no. I'm going to work for another organization. You know, see what I'm saying? Like, I, I, that would be fucked up. I like how Zaza Pachulia doing a dirty play and landing underneath Kawhi Leonard's ankle as <laughs> compared to uh, toilet paper dropping on your toe. Oh, was that what, what he had a problem coming back from? I honestly nah. don't know what the injury was. Oh, okay. He, uh... That's- he it, it was his his he had the quad injury before that he just had come back, and then yeah. the ankle took him out for the end of last season. But then he never returned. That was the injury that he never returned from. But I guess that's why it seemed funny to him that they went back. Like, he's like, oh, we're we're back on this quad shit. You know what I'm saying? Like I thought it was your ankle. That's that's I guess you know what I'm saying. Like mm. so because he had returned from the quad, but I guess he had returned feeling not fully himself or whatever. But. It's a funny situation, but yeah. But in either way, and then now go to go to the LeBron thing. If it's a workplace, you want a job from in in steel country in somewhere in not in the Midwest, but not Chicago or St. Louis in Cleveland. You want you want to work there, or you want to get paid just about the same amount of money and go to Los Angeles. You know what I'm saying on top of that, your family likes the school and all this type of stuff. Better schools, better home, better just life. Uh, people everywhere around there is famous, so you're like you're not like a, you're not sticking out like you usually do. The fact that he took that squad to the finals and gave Cleveland, the the, the city of Cleveland, uh, four rounds of basketball <laughs> in the playoffs, I think he's done his part. Like nobody could be mad and burn jerseys. Um, Yo, they did not see the playoffs. Like, like Kyrie yeah. said, nobody was coming to the games, and you have this guy come to your team, and then everyone is full yeah. just to see this guy. That's the sad part. That, that's why I would burn his jersey because that economy is about to go down. <laughs> like, listen, it, man, yeah, it's, it's bad. You got to be ready for the economic stuff. Like, they knew that this day might come. They should, exactly. I'm, and they probably do because I heard they got startups and stuff. I heard Dan Gilbert like. Um, like bought buildings and stuff like that and rented it out to startups and such. And, you know, but no. that ain't bad. The, the economy is about to go down, but it's still going to be better. Yeah, it doesn't have to be destroyed. Than before he came. Exactly, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, it's going down, but it's just one of those products of fluctuation where it's like it goes up and down, up and down, but the net growth is, is still positive. Yeah, it's like, well, there are a lot of restaurants and hotels were built uh, after he came back the second time. And it's like, I mean, they had to know. Like you said, there's no guarantee he's good. he's retiring there. They knew the risk, and it doesn't necessarily mean the end for them. They just have to figure out new ways to make money, new ways to attract people to Cleveland. Yeah, man. I don't know what that is going to be, but they'll, they, they'll figure it out. Maybe the Browns. The Browns could be dope this year. They got enough. <laughs> I mean, Tyrod Taylor, he he didn't he wasn't filling seats in Buffalo, in Buffalo, New York. So I don't know about Cleveland, Ohio. He made the playoffs, though. He made the playoffs. Yeah, in they, Buffalo. He did make the playoffs. He did make the playoffs. <laughs> and when's the last time? Depend, when's the last time? Just Buffalo? Like Buffalo, New York. They depend on loyal fans, people who grew up with the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. I don't know if you're gonna attract new fans like LeBron did. Nah, nah, he's not. <laughs> no, nobody's gonna do that. They ain't gonna do that for a while. Like, Word. Maybe LeBron Jr. <laughs> when, he goes, when he gets drafted, yeah, maybe if, it, if um Tom Brady goes to the Cleveland Browns or you know who, the the Cleveland Native Americans, if some crazy Ken Griffey Jr. come and play some, maybe they get some some new fans or something. I don't know about you know what's going to make the economy go crazy like when like when LeBron came. 
And they said the Cleveland Native Americans. I was like, what? Is that a, is that their soccer team? Is that, <laughs> is that the MLS? <laughs> it took me a the second. I was, oh, okay. Okay. I see what he did there. Yeah. In <laughs> uh, other sports news, that's not really sports news. Uh, and you know about the story, so we can tell us a have you heard because I know you have heard. Um, I sometimes I hear shit in the news and I bring it to the squad and uh, Keith. Shout out to Miss Perfect uh, Touch, Ayo Niche. Uh, but I'll bring it to them and they let me know what they think. So, have you heard that Oakland's Raiders quarterback, Garen Conley, is suing a woman who accused him of sexual assault? Yeah, I mean, I, I heard a little bit about the story. I did one of them things where I just saw the the, um, the headline screenshot and sent it to you. Then you happen to read it and then tell me more about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was uh, when Keith at first told me about this story. I I wasn't, I didn't put two and two together. That I remember when this this young man was drafted, and I think I might have even discussed it with um, Niche on the on this before. Um, it was like the two days before the draft. Uh, a young lady said he had. Uh, sexually assaulted her um but there was no arrest being made and i guess there wasn't they weren't able to do a rape kit or something like that or she just didn't get, get do one whatever the case may be but he was never arrested it was just her um accusation however it was so close to the uh draft that it he he believes it, it'll it made him drop several places in the draft affecting his pay and lose out on an endorsement deal with nike he still made it uh, 24th pick in the draft. Um, he gets paid approximately for, I believe, the rookie contract is four or five years. Um, four year, four years, $10 million. Is that what it is? Okay, yeah. So, yeah, the four-year, $10 million, uh, which isn't bad at all. I mean, there's a lot of rookies out there making a lot less than that. Uh, but, however, they felt if he was taking it within the top 10, he would have made somewhere over $15 million, which, you know, is a significant amount of money. Um, differential. He's suing her for twenty five thousand dollars. However, um, I guess kind of like a defamation of character type of thing. And uh, this is and it happened in Cleveland too, by the way. A nice Cleveland tie-in, yeah. <laughs> the actual incident or whatever, the actual legal stuff. Why did it happen? Is he from Cleveland? Oh yeah, because he's all he went to Ohio State, so uh, that's why he was out there. But uh, he yeah, this is one of the first times I think I'm seeing uh, uh like kind of the bite back of okay you falsely accused me of this now you must pay you know what I mean um I can't really think of any other time especially in sports that I've seen seen this happen before a lot I'm trying of, to create a hashtag whatever the opposite of me too I think uh, oh I think it's actually called not me <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a, a it, it didn't catch fire and now that I think of it I'm about to say oh there's a um there's an antithesis to me too I'm like oh I think it already exists not me let me just I hope I didn't make that up. I don't want to be the guy responsible for making Yo, up not me. Hold up. Imagine Harvey Weinstein with the hashtag not me shirt. Yeah. It wasn't yeah, me. Man. It wasn't me. <laughs> Damn. Nah, that's that's it. It's uh cause cause it, it's a crime. Oh, Russell Simmons started. I knew I knew I wasn't tripping. Russell Sim- Simmons starts a not me hashtag, but it looks like he didn't it didn't catch on. Yeah, clearly. someone tapped him on the shoulder like Russ. <laughs> Russ, you got to slow down, bro. <laughs> you and OJ are not running with the <laughs> with the not me campaign. Word up, man. Don't nobody want to hear none of this from y'all. Yeah, but that does beg the question though. Like, what's the significance of this lawsuit, especially if he wins? In in um, what's the significance in the culture? Like, what's well, even a, a, a Z's and Zeri might have 
now uh, precedence now to you know because his situation he did not lose money but it it was touch and go for a day, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying Netflix was was chopping chopping specials left and right. Uh, wasn't like Louis C.K. Get your special out of here, fucking uh, Kevin Spacey. Get your top rated show out of here. You know what I'm saying? So wait, so there, oh, so there's no more Louis C.K. on Netflix? Like it's not you can't even watch it. No, I don't know about that. But he, he was he oh, was oh. he was working on a special. Oh, Netflix said not yet. Yeah, <laughs> the, the new shit. We won't record the new shit, but the old shit. It was solid. <laughs> the slavery jokes in there. You can't throw those away. I don't know. That's that's funny that you asked that because the the Cosby Show. I don't know if it was on Netflix, but I know there were certain places where it was really available, and then you weren't able, you just wasn't seeing it no more. But it might have been you had told me that it was like in Amazon Prime, but it's just not. Yeah, it's <laughs> like you got to look for it mad hard. Yeah, TV like I think it's either TV one, BET, or both stopped like running doing the reruns because yeah. they. I don't know if how much you fuck with BET or TV one, but like any time of the day you go, you could see like ultimate like. Uh, Infinite reruns of like the Fresh Prince, Martin, all that type of shit in the house. So in the house, all the all the shit that you loved as a kid, be like yo, whatever happened to there go <laughs> Moesha? All the shit starring <laughs> people who you said whatever happened to that guy. All the shows, whatever happened to Cockroach from it, from Cosby Show? Is this Malcolm and Eddie? <laughs> all them shit. Homeboys they, in outer space. Really represent for the culture, but like not to get um sidetracked. Yeah, they I think they stopped playing the show. However, like you just said, they got all the seasons of the Cosby Show. On um, Amazon Prime, so Amazon Prime was like, nah, not yet. And Amazon Prime also, they um, Amazon produces the show. Um, I think it's called Transparent, starring this dude who they, they he was accused of some kind of sexual assault. Oh, and, um, um, homie from from Modern, not Modern Family. What's the shit we used to fuck with, bro? Uh, um, uh, Arrested Development. Arrested Development. Hell yeah, yeah. I know you something Tanber or Tar. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not even gonna try to Jeff- butcher his name. Jeffrey but Tambor. The old dude. Jeffrey Tambor. Jeffrey Tambor, yeah. So he's the star, and that show was did numbers, and it um Winning won awards. awards and all. Yeah, it and really it was awesome. like groundbreaking just culturally because the lead character was, I believe, was a trans woman, or or is a trans woman? Well, I guess it was wasn't trans transition to he was transitioning. Oh, wasn't tra- he was transitioning? I believe. Okay, yeah. So um, that was huge, and then but Netflix is like fuck it too because Netflix. Is producing Arrested Development. They said, you know, we, we're not dropping them. Like, we're keeping them. Wait, so what did Amazon do? Amazon got rid of that show? They got, I don't know if they got rid of the show, but they definitely got rid of him. Oh, oh shit. He's the star. He was pretty much. He's the, the star. So I don't remember if they crushed the whole show, but he was the centerpiece. I, I can't see how they keep it running. Yeah, they'd have to do some um, all the money in the world type shit. Kevin Spacey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> highest. Hire somebody new. Hire Morgan Freeman. Oh, you can't even hire him. Oh shit! Now you gotta go. Yeah, oh so they, shit, Morgan Freeman. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, they gotta find the light skin Aunt Viv version of Jeffrey Tambor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They, Aunt Viv that shit up. Word up. Damn. It's 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 you know it's funny though. Like you said, it's it's kind of weird that you get bashed for standing next to somebody. Like somebody stopped playing R. Kelly songs, and it's like I was it radio stations or it was uh, Niche was telling me. Uh, I don't know. I don't know that story. I know that Spotify stopped promoting his song, so it, it, it's still in the Spotify library, but it's not advertised. They stopped putting it in playlists because, like, that's Spotify's way of promoting stuff. See, putting like it, putting it in playlists. That's what I'm saying. Like, what is it, what he does? How does that? That's not a reflection of Spotify. You know what I'm saying? But people will use that or be like Amazon. Why are you still playing Bill Cosby shows? Like, 
because I paid for them, nigga. What do you mean? Like, <laughs> I want to put this shit on. Like, what does that have to do? What do I have to do with what he did? You know what I'm saying? Like, this is a, a television show about Heathcliff Huxtable, not the Bill Cosby marathon. You know what I'm saying? Like, you have to mm-hmm. be able to separate the two. But it's like, you definitely have to be able to separate me from them. <laughs> like, right, right. Like, don't try to... Definitely don't try to put me in that category. Jay Z wasn't he getting heat for Harvey Wein- uh, doing a, the documentary with Harvey Weinstein? Like it's like, come on, you just want to put my picture in the paper next to somebody? Like, come on, man. Yeah, man. Um. So yeah, hopefully, best of luck goes out to uh, Con- uh Conley of the uh, what's he play for? Oh yeah, the Oakland Raiders. Um, with his lawsuit against his uh, accuser, you know what I'm saying? Hopefully, and hopefully, think, let me just ask you this: Do you think there needs to be more of this where people? Um, well, let me first ask the question. I'm going to ask the two-part question. Do you think that Me Too has run amok, or, or can it run amok, even if you don't think it, ha- it has yet, but can it? And then also, do you need checks and balances on it in the form of people saying, no, you can't just go ahead and accuse me of something so crazy. I'm going to sue you. Uh, uh, well, I'll answer the second one first. Um, I think accuse, the, I think the number one thing that I hate, not to go on a tangent, is thieves. I don't like people who steal from people. Like that's just the bottom, you know, the scum of the earth type shit to me. I don't like people who steal. But I think right next to that is someone who would falsely accuse someone of rape or molestation or sexually assault. You know what I'm saying? Like if you're in that category where you would put that on someone, knowing that it's a lie, I think that you're that's that's scum of the earth type shit too. And there definitely should be um, some type of uh, recourse for that. You know what I'm saying? There should be some type of definitely like uh, uh, punishment for that. Um, do I think Me Too has run amok? Um, no, and I, I think it, it. In my own experiences, I've seen situations where women have been made to feel uncomfortable, where subordinates have been made to feel uncomfortable, um, in in those type of ways. So I think you know. I, I think it was needed. I think it was needed to cause a dialogue, and hopefully, it doesn't just come and go. Hopefully it's not the thing that appears on CNN, the 2000 teens as, you know, a 30 second thing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully this. Leads- oh, hell no. Huh? Hell, is that a series when they do 2000s? Is this going to be like the a series? Because I've never, I've heard it's really good, but I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, the 2000s is about to drop soon, Tom Hanks. So it's just one, like one documentary? About a, de- is it like about a, a decade. Well, it's a decade. So I think it's like a mini series. So they'll give you like four days of it. Gotcha. Days. Okay, that's pretty much what I was asking. Is yeah. it like four episodes or whatever? How many? How many ever episodes of the two thousands or each decade? I always see the commercials, but I never went into it. Yeah. Oh, so that, so the Me Too thing has to get its own episode. If, yeah, if it's it might not it might just be a one night event, but I think it's multi night. But uh, yeah, it it it, it should. If, well, it was a ten year span, so who knows how long <laughs> after you know what I'm saying? Like um, how much time they'll have to dedicate to it? But I, I don't. I think if even if it does get a thirty second clip. I think the, the that that we grow from it as people, and that we know that this is a, inappropriate. This is appropriate. You know what I'm saying? Like this, you could say this at a bar. You can't say this in the workplace. If if you do want to approach a woman who is your subordinate, do understand that that can be used against you. You know what I'm saying? In the future, if things don't work as you thought they would, you know what I'm saying? That that type of awareness, I think we need mm-hmm. to walk away from uh, with it and. Um, Collateral damage is going to happen in, in in this type of stuff. You know what I'm saying? Right. So that there are going to be the false accusers. There are going to be the people that make it worse for everybody. But we can't punish the victims because of the the wrong acts of a couple people. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, definitely. Then when you say the false accusing thing, it reminds me of, like, there's this age of wokeness where people, um, not only are they identifying blatant racism, they're, they're identifying, like, systemic racism and more subtle stuff, which, which some people call uh, microaggressions. But then you have, at the Air Force Academy a couple years ago, there's this big thing where they think they were putting, like, nooses on people's doors or something like that. But come to find out mm-hmm. that it was an actual cadet who did it. A black cadet did it and then said, oh, some white kids did this. Uh, oh, I remember that. Yeah, 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 I remember that, yeah. Yeah, it's insane. But yeah, man. And you get stuff, yeah, well, yeah, you get stuff like that. And then it's like when some real bad racist stuff happens, people point to that right away. You know what I'm saying? You make it worse for everybody. However, though, I still don't, I, you still got to pay attention to it. It's still a crime, you know what I'm saying, when wrongs are done. Um my, the Me Too stuff, you know what I'm saying? Maybe because I'm just older. Maybe because I have a daughter. You know what I'm saying? I've always been pretty... I have, you know, I have a sister. I have a mother. So I've always been able to look at things from the female perspective. And and even I might be guilty of, throughout, you know what I'm saying, growing up a teenager in my 20s of doing things that is like, oh, damn. You know what I'm saying? That that, that could have went the wrong way. Or, you know what I'm saying? That could have came back to haunt me. So it was just well, like... You, you mean that you could end up on, like, some Twitter feed and, and, and ostracized and... No, but more so like if that didn't go the way it went, that could have made the workplace uh uncomfortable for me. You know what I'm saying? Meaning that you were going into some kind of like murky waters with what you your, your own actions. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Kind of well, like like me. Like I, I, for instance, I knew when to shoot my shot. You know what I'm saying? I'm not out okay. here it's like Steph Curry. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But some niggas you can't are. be shooting from the hallway, from the, the hallway to the locker room. You got to make sure you come up close. Like I'm, a doing, layup. I'm doing layups like baby, like little kids do. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I'm right, uh-huh. right underneath the basket and shit. So, um, I, you know, what I'm saying I knew when to approach that ground. However, some people aren't. Some people take jokes to, you know, what I'm saying to mean to be an invite to that type of thing. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So just if maybe one of those times where I knew it was where, where I was under the impression it was a layup, it could have been the Kimbe Mutombo underneath there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just uh-huh. swatting my shit into the third row, and that could have made my next day of work kind of uh, an uncomfortable conversation I have to have. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it, it just stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? You 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 learn and you're like, all right, well, you're more cautious moving forward in life. But um. No, there was another real quick uh, NFL story I, I I wanted to ask you about too. Your opinions on it, um, gentlemen? For the damn, should I say the the Kansas City Native Americans? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know which which one is the, the Kansas City Algonquins. <laughs> no, I guess you could say Chiefs. It's not as yeah. uh, no. I, I was just trying to throw make, keep a picante on the podcast by saying to the Cleveland. It's like the Cleveland Caucasians when he had the joint uh, um, Bamani Jones. That was the best. But yeah, the Kansas City Chiefs. They uh, have an offensive lineman. I'm not. I'm trying not to mess up his name. Uh, Laurent Duvernay Tardif. Uh, that's his full name. And he has. Yeah, because you've been fucking up on a black name, so I think <laughs> you, you could redeem yourself with this one. <laughs> with a little fr- a little Canadian French name. <laughs> yeah, you said Kehan Wale, <laughs> the artist that did Obama, Barack Obama joint. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I'm learning these names like five minutes before we start, so it's just like Issa Ra. Issa is Issa in the class today. Um, <laughs> well, uh, so anyway, my man Laurent Duvernay Tardif uh, finished up his medical degree at McGill University um, while playing for the Chiefs. He graduated. He was, sorry, he was drafted by the Chiefs in 2014 and finished this off season. Um, and upon getting his medical degree. 
he requested from the NFL that he put MD on the back of his jersey after his name, similar to the way you'd see a junior, um, Steve Smith Sr., or Robert Griffin III has Roman numerals. He oh, wanted, it's a white dude. Laurent Duvernay? Tardy, oh, you thought he was black? <laughs> yeah, I just, I'll be you, yeah, I did. <laughs> he said he want to put he want to put a nickname on the back of his shit. He must be black. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, not even. I was just like a name like that. I was like, I just assumed it was a, it was a black dude. I was like, like he sounds Laurent like Laurent Duvernay Tardif. Sounds like he comes from uh, Carroll City, Miami. <laughs> not, yeah. too, not too far from the coast of Haiti. Um, yeah, <laughs> at least from from somewhere in Paris, France, or something by way of Somalia. <laughs> Nah, but he, but shout out to him. I mean, first of all, getting your medical degree while playing football, um, and he's an offensive lineman. He's in the trenches. <laughs> yeah, CTE land right there. But um, it, they won't allow him to put his the MD on the back of a jersey, which I think is just stupid. And I'm not gonna sit here and get on a tangent of how whack the NFL is. Cause I have to feel like having beef with a league is is stupid. But they're they're doing some things this offseason that's like I'm not even stressing the NFL this year. You know, so I'm still gonna watch. I'm still gonna be into it, but it's it's just like these head shaking moments is like why is is <laughs> like who who's doing the thinking of that you would stop somebody from putting MD on the back of their jersey? Yeah, that's insane. That's mm-hmm. that, and <clears throat> I guess people would ask why is this such a big deal deal to one party or the other for the NFL? I haven't quite formed my thoughts yet, maybe, but maybe I will in the next few minutes. But on the side of the player who or the, the now doctor. That's a big deal. In fact, on Wednesday, I went to a barbecue. I went to a party. I mean, part of it was to celebrate the Independence Day, but um, the bigger part of it was a gathering to celebrate um, one of my friends. She just finished her medical training, like all her medical training. So now she's like a full-fledged doctor. Nice. About to, you know, be board certified and all that type of stuff. And, like, the type of work she's been through for, you know, more than a decade. You're just working at something for more than a decade and it's a big deal when you finish, you know what I'm saying? Like, you look back on all all the shit that you had to do to, to get to where you at, and you just, like, if you, I, I would imagine the feelings like, yo, if somebody doesn't praise me right now, I'm going to lose my shit. Like, that's not a time, with all the shit you've been through, that's not a time for you to be uh, modest about what you did. You don't say, well, no, I'm just, you know, I have my little degree or whatever. Nah, you're like, nah, I worked hard at Word this. Up. This ain't no easy you know what I'm shit, yeah. Like me, I got my little master's. Like, I didn't even really, I got it, and I was like, all right, let me just get get me a little job or something. But, like, when you get a doctor, you're like, I want a job. I want the praise. I want the respect. That's why some doctors are dicks about, like, people be like, man, why are doctors dicks? And there's a reason. It's like, yo, you went through training. It's like, yo, I earned the right to be an asshole. <laughs> You know what I'm is, is MD on your mail? Like, if can you get mail to your house? Like, yeah. such and such MD. Also? MD becomes part of your name. If you, I, you could probably put it on certain government IDs, like whatever, whatever MD. Like, you know, some. I don't know if you, you see, but some um, applications ask for a suffix, yeah. or they ask for your pre, what's your prefix? Yeah, you put doctor blah 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 MD. Like that's your joint. Like that's part of your joint. Like on on a Cosby Show when you see. Um, the daughters or whoever's introducing their dates or introducing their school friends to the dad, they would be like Dr. Huxtable. They wouldn't be like Mr. Huxtable. Yeah, yeah. No, I know that. Or like when you write a book or whatever, you know what I'm saying? You put your credentials after your your, your name or whatever. If you're like a psychologist or something like that. But like also, does PhD works the same way? Like, Yeah. Oh, that's Doctor, what you say, look at Dr. Martin Luther King, the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther yeah, King. Yeah, you yeah, right, yeah. He has doctorate in divinity. Yeah, so. Yeah. 
Yeah, like that. That I mean, nowadays we're a more, uh, I guess, if you want to call it liberal or progressive culture, like we don't take titles as seriously. So if you don't call somebody Mister, or you might say Mister, like it'll be Mister Chris instead of 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 saying it by your, your surname or whatever. But it's not as crazy. Like it's not as formal now. So people don't don't bug out over it. Some doctors are saying, "Oh, you could call me." By my first name, and they're cool with that. Yeah, but like it's a big deal. Like all that title stuff is a big deal. If somebody retires from the military, back in the day, you call them Colonel, whoever. If, if they your friend's parents, oh hey, Colonel Sampson. You know I'm, I'm saying I'm thinking hard of what the NFL's reason could be, and I, I can come up with one, and it's far fetched, considering it's actually the position he plays. But I'm guessing they don't want someone with <laughs> medical credentials on the back of their jersey. Knocking the fuck out of somebody <laughs> and just laying that motherfucker out on, yep. on the ground. But he's an offensive lineman, so I mean, it could happen like an interception or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, he somebody just might be running past him and he could just blindside the shit out of him and, and, and fuck somebody's shit up. And they, they accuse him of medically doing it. Like, and then it would, they could, then the newspaper could officially say an NFL doctor ruins the <laughs> life, ruins the life of a, of a defensive back or something like that. We knew these NFL doctors were shady. Now, yeah. now we got definitive proof. That's the only thing. Like, something stupid like that. You know what I'm saying? Some weird free situation. But other than that, let the man, you, you want the, you want people on the side of medicine on your side because Nobody is right now. Put it like that. Nobody on the side of medicine is on the side of the NFL right now. They're trying to get. Or they uh, maybe they don't want to like open the floodgates where dudes just start saying, you know what? I want my associates on my shit. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, like F- Philip yeah. Jackson, AAS, Associate <laughs> of Applied Sciences. <laughs> That's what, yeah. Philip, Philip Randolph, Masters of Fine Arts. But I think I think they got a good defense to not do that with what you just said about how serious the medical degree is and you know what I mean the level. But I mean, yeah, what's to say someone's not gonna become a lawyer and put Esquire, ESQ at the end? That'll be gangster. That'll be so dope. And why wouldn't the NFL want that? But that's crazy. I guess in this day and age, they want to regulate everything. Like the regulation is so tight that it's like they they can't let a man do something like that. Yeah, that, and that's the that's the shitty part about the NFL. Like NBA. You know what I mean? Adam Silver kind of got a layup with the with the whole Donald Sterling situation, but since then, you know what I mean? He's kind of been progressive towards a lot of things. Um, none that which can come to my head right now, but but just you know what I'm saying, like not stopping, not finding players when the Clippers wanted to throw their jerseys on the in the middle of the floor when they LeBron and them wanted to come out with the I can't breathe shirts or the hoodies. You know what I'm saying? There was never no like fines and like the NFL would find you in a second. Right, like they just—they're like, "Yo, you guys work for us." Like, which, which, nothing's wrong with that type of structure, but it's just like, come on, this—you could—they could be a person up top making these decisions. They don't got to be like this. This is it. This is the law. This is just—you know what I'm saying? But, There's nothing legally or organizationally wrong with it, but like just on a moral moral level, certain organizations have certain responsibilities to culture, to to um society. You know what I'm saying? Like Apple has a certain responsibility to society. NFL does, NBA to a degree does, NHL does not have as much of a responsibility to to society just because they're not as big. Mm -hmm. So they could do certain, or they could not do certain things. You know what I'm saying? Exactly, yeah. You're right, because of the the size of these companies that you just mentioned, yeah. That's why Facebook is going through it right now. Yeah, Facebook. They tried to to, to skirt that, that whole responsibility, but they're like, damn, I guess we gotta, we gotta be that company where like we don't have a choice. They thought they had a choice, but they ain't got no choice. Nah, not when you, not when that many people are trusting you. 
Now, let me not say they don't have a... Basically, they, they, they have the choice to do it, yes or no, but they don't have a choice as far as how people view them public as far opinion. as their impact to society. Yeah, the, pub, the court of public opinion, they'll definitely get... Exactly. Roasted. Especially Facebook, out of all those people I just listed, they probably have the biggest fingerprint on society, more than the NFL, more than and than um, Apple, all that shit. Like, they have the biggest fingerprint on society. So as far as the NFL... All these regulations and shit. That's and and a lot of the regulations seem to be anti-player. It's just kind of messed up. Yeah, man. And that's that's. I mean, that's the only thing they could fight for. They'll eventually, you know, what I'm saying, fight for for more. But that's that's on them, as players, mm-hmm. player union, and all that. But um, before we get out of here, I had one last thing that I wanted to talk to you about. We're kind of like we haven't had a chance to talk about this just because past weeks have been kind of shaky, um, with our scheduling and stuff. But um. There was a story in, in, in I guess, the, the last OG um, had ended, and they were still doing the promo run for the finale or whatever. And Tracy Morgan had did an interview with Vulture magazine, um, but I think it was, like, their TV, their website or their TV portion of it. It was a, a video that I seen. Um, and he – the story had come out that he's hating on Tiffany Haddish. Um, so I, had to, I was like, all right, let me go check out this interview for myself. I can't – I heard the audio from it, and it was, like, out of context. You know what I mean? It was just taking – from the exact point where he said the questionable thing. Um, so I didn't get any context of before or after or whatever. Um, but I, I watched it and it was an interview. He was, he was Tracy Morgan, his, his usual Tracy Morgan self. You know what I mean? Um, he's not the easiest person to interview. He could, uh, he, he that, and that's what makes him fun. That's what makes him, he's spontaneous. You know what I mean? He might just say something. So like the interview had started and Tracy Morgan was adamant from the jump. All right. Like they introduced him as the star of the last OG. He's like, no, um, I, let me correct you. I'm one of the stars of The Last OG. Um, and to which they were like, all right, well, let's take that as a segue to talk about his other stars of the show. Um, so they took it to Tiffany Haddish, and he was just like, no. <laughs> He's like, we're not we're not sitting there having a conversation about Tiffany Haddish. This isn't the Tiffany Haddish interview. He's like, you know what I'm saying? Everybody on this show is equal. He's like, if you're going to act that about Tiffany Haddish, ask that about Cedric. Ask that about the craft services guy. You know what I'm saying? And... um. People ran with that and took it as hate, but I also could kind of see where he's coming from. And even um, Tiffany Haddish had come to his defense saying, I can understand why he would react like that. Um, it could get annoying to constantly hear somebody's name over and over again while you're doing interviews um, for yourself, you know what I mean, as, as an equal part of the show, and you have to answer questions. She's like, I even get tired of hearing my name sometimes, which was like the the cool, politically correct thing to say, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. why, why don't fuck up the money? <laughs> and it's just like, whether she felt like that or not, it seemed like the right thing to say or whatever, just just to um, kind of brush this whole thing away. But I was like, why is he being? Why is that hate? I think like we we're real easy as a society to go towards hate. Did you feel like he was hating on her at all, or did you feel like um, he was just stating his opinion and it just came out maybe that, the wrong I think, way? It, it I came, think that type of that type of honesty on TV, especially when it comes to culture and TV and. Um, like those kind of shows, because it was a Vulture magazine thing, if I'm not mistaken, right? Mm-hmm. The Quincy and Jones, Vulture. Quincy Jones interview magazine. Yeah, so I, I don't think he meant it as hate, but I, I don't think I think now and, and at this point in in um, Tracy's career, with everything he's been through, I think he does. He just doesn't have the the tolerance to be putting up his filters. Like that's how people really feel. You know what I'm saying? It reminds me when, when Kyrie Irving was tired of hearing about people asking about LeBron. Like, what you think about LeBron, though? 
what I'm saying? Like you kind of like Tracy Morgan has been a star before, not as big of a star. He's not as as big of a star now as he used to be, but he knows that feeling, and he's probably he, he probably used to be asked about Tina Fey, but people ask him a lot of questions about him. But now Tiffany Haddish, at the very least, she's about as even with regards to stardom to him. Mm-hmm. Maybe probably bigger than him. He probably feels weird about getting asked that shit, and he's honest about it. Not that he doesn't like her, but he's like, "I'm here. Like, what can I pop? Like, what good do I have to say about Tiffany Haddish? Not what good, but what valuable do I have to say about her? Aside from yo, she's good." Or whatever. I would like to talk about Cedric the Entertainer. I'd like to talk about the whole crew, but you just keep asking about this one person. Yeah, it, it, and it, it, I feel bad for people in those situations because it's like it makes you, it, it, it puts you in a situation where you're like, damn, do I really dislike LeBron? Do I really dislike Tiffany? You know what I'm saying? It's like, no, I just, I'm a superstar in my own right. <laughs> Maybe you might not agree that I'm, I'm them. You know what I'm saying? Maybe you might not yeah. agree that I'm doing it like they're doing, but. Talk to them about them. Talk to me about me. Like, and I feel like we're always quick to be like, oh, well, beef must be beef. <laughs> it must yeah. be, you know what I'm saying? Somebody hating. It's like, nah, I just don't want to. I want to talk about me. Like, I want to, I, I have something to bring to the table. I can't say it. Now, they take they take the annoyance as, as beef instead of exactly. just taking it as, yeah. but um, I, thought, I guess uh, Tracy Morgan could have been more media savvy. That's what I'm like, saying. Yeah. yeah. That's what I was about to say. He could have, he could have definitely delivered it differently so that it was like not left to anybody's interpretation. Uh, however, like you just said, I don't think he cares to. It's just like he's like, yo, I'm not here for that. And 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 he probably did put the filters on for another interviews. Pre- you know what I'm saying? Like who knows? Yeah. That was his second, third interview, fourth interview for the day. And he's just like, yo, I'm I'm done with the Tiffany Haddish questions. But it's and then it's just also this thing though. Like you, if you're not bigging someone up, you're hating on them. And that's the thing I think we need to step away from. Yeah, like you ever seen the Chappelle Block Party? Um, yeah, that's what the Dave Chappelle block party where he has a, a few acts perform in in Brooklyn uh, for one uh-huh. big, one big concert. Um, it's like a documentary in the movie or whatever that they're, as they're as they're showing the performances. And there's a part where Erica Badu's on stage and um, Joe Scott's watching her, and like they're just like the dude interviewing her is just like, yo, she's a uh, she's she's like, what do you think about her? She's like, she's amazing. Joe Scott's like, she's amazing. She's a uh, She's just saying all these glowing things about her, saying like, like like she's incredible, she's doing a thing, da da da. And then the dude says, "Well, uh, do you find it intimidating?" And Jill Scott just starts dying, laughing, and then she's just like, "No," <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I see like I feel like she wasn't hating on her, but people would take that type of thing as perceived hate. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Like you know what I'm saying? Jill Scott just has confidence in Jill Scott. You know what I'm saying? Like I just sat here and bigged her up. I just told you that, but it's just like people gonna take from it what they gonna take from it, and. I don't know. I feel like I you see a lot of examples of that where people will just just try to take something and be like, oh well, you must have been hating on that person, or you must have been like, nah, it's in the spirit of competition. I think I'm the best. Yeah. Well, Lil Rel, Lil Rel, who who co-starred with uh, Tiffany Haddish on the Carmichael show, and I guess they're real close. I think they were pretty cool even before, just uh, in the comedy scene. They both stand up comedians. And then uh, Uncle Drew, uh, Lil Rel and T- Uncle Drew together, right? Oh, she's in Uncle Drew. I know Lil Rel is in it. I, I don't know she, if she was in it. Yeah, I believe so. Oh, that's what's up. Yeah, he, he kind of came, I, I wouldn't say to her defense, but he kind of came speaking up for her or on, you know, on her behalf. I don't know what to call it, but he was like uh, on Twitter, this is one hating ass dude right here. This show would be nothing if Tiffany Haddish wasn't on it. Don't bite the hand that keeps you relevant. 
Damn. That's what he had to say about Tracy Morgan. Yo, that for nothing. Gangsta. Comedians be a little aggressive towards other comedians. I've yeah. noticed that on Twitter. Like, if you on some like rapper shit, like dog, you ain't have to say it like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like them, I, I've picked up on that. But yeah, no, nah, I, I, and I, and I can see maybe if Little Rel didn't watch the whole interview, or maybe if Little Rel did watch the whole interview, he, he still could have came from it. Just like yo, I didn't appreciate that part right there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but yeah. It, it's it's like. I think as a culture we need to grow out of that. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's not also, it goes into the whole soundbite culture thing. Like if you don't have the good soundbite. Yeah, it's a rap. Yeah. You're gonna yeah. be roasted for a week. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But like does not how kind of the Drake and 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 me, uh Meek Mill thing started? Like Meek Mill people think it was over Nikki, uh which which I, I wouldn't doubt or whatever, but Meek Mill kind of said it was on some like, oh, you didn't you didn't tweet my album or you didn't repost my album coming out. Like, what are y'all talking about? <laughs> like, I'm on the album, you know what I'm saying? Like, how what do y'all that's that it's it's like you gotta be overly supportive nowadays, or you just not you just hate right, it. Right, right. And I'm just like, I ain't got time for that, man. Um, but before we wrap it up, man, this is a uh historic week in history. Cause it is Cause this is a historic week. Historically, in this history, His, social media, yeah. <laughs> social media history. Uh, when Jay Z became a meme, yeah. <laughs> and it's like it's like watching one of your heroes uh, just just get knocked down or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Like get like lose that fight. You know what I mean? Like Muhammad yeah. Ali at the end of his career, or George Foreman not quite looking like like himself anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just like, damn, Jigga, are you wearing a helmet on a jet ski? <laughs> and the jacket, man. He just he just looks like when when you send your kid out to go learn how to ride a bike. And by the way, that was one of the memes where they posted his upper body onto like a posted his upper body onto like a girl riding um, a bike with trainer wheels. It's crazy. It's crazy what they did to that man. Put him on one of those electric um like elderly scooters, the handicapped scooters. I seen, I seen that one. I seen them on the roller co- the little kitty roller coaster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, I, I wouldn't say it, it's like seeing a hero knocked down. It's more so like seeing, it's like the first time you saw your parents use bifocals. <laughs> like that very first time. Like you get used to it and you probably take it for granted now. But the very first time you see your parents try to get adjusted to how the, the bifocals worked, it's weird to see because in your head you grow up thinking of your parents as superheroes, right? Like A little bit, yeah. Yeah, like they, they, they somehow... They fix stuff. They uh, assemble things. They they turn a uh, they turn a knob on a stove and magically a meal comes off of the off of it. And then the first time you see them use bifocals, it kind of takes them down a notch. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it, but that's how it feels looking at Jigga with all this gear. His 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 wife, his younger wife, is out there just going nuts on the on the jet ski. Like, I don't know if she's going nuts because it's a still picture. I was about to say, yo, that could have been like a like a, a music video, or some shit that she did. Like, but yeah. the, the picture does in, in, in juxtaposition to his picture. The, the picture does look like like she's jet ski Barbie out there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like she was looking perfect. Like her, she was, she had um her pants look like pants you'd wear like not in the water. Like she, it didn't look like a swimsuit. Like she was wearing like a shirt. But Jay Z had like this like this crazy um. It looks like the the life jackets that you rent when you go go on vacation, and they got the tour company on the water tour company. 
They give you the, the joint and they give you the helmet. Niggas and he just looked all strapped up like how you would do with your three-year-old or something like that. He is not letting go of them handlebars. He's he not letting go of the hand. But all for all we know, he might have been doing some wild tricks. Like, well, it's a still picture, so you don't know. He might have been doing some wild shit going like 80 miles per hour. And Beyonce might have just been going 10. He's like, where my pictures at? <laughs> where them other pictures at? Yeah, man. Then niggas is like, yo, Jay, you know this life vest and helmet's optional, bro. Like, <laughs> niggas like, nah, I ain't taking no chance. But think of, right. if you was worth as much as Jay-Z, because let's all jokes aside, accidents do happen. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm sure if we looked at statistics, there's a lot of jet ski accidents happening. Yeah. And it's like, Usher. Well, Usher's Usher, son. Yeah, yeah, Usher dealt with one of them. So it's just like, um, if you're worth that Jay-Z money, you just like, man, listen. <laughs> Man, I ain't taking no chance. I'm just I'm living my best life right now. Yes, <laughs> yeah, because he's on tour, so it's possible. Um, well, not even. I'm pretty sure he's insured for the uh, tour. Yeah. So he probably. Um, who knows? I mean, those insurance addresses are probably looking at, at pictures like that and like, all right, cool. I, our investment is safe. This nigga's went. He's wrapped in bubble wrap, so we're good. <laughs> he's like, yo, Beyonce, the Hartford is calling. <laughs> <laughs> what, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, what are you doing exactly? You're not taking it serious. <laughs> so it might be a um. I don't. I don't. What's the movie? Um. Along came Polly. I don't know if you with Ben Stiller. It's not a very popular movie. Mad fun, you know. That's the one Ben Stiller one I missed. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm every. I'm. Uh, what's the shit? The something about Mary and I'm Tropic Thunder. But that's the one that <laughs> I think I might have let pass by. Yeah, a lot of people. It's not like Polly. It's with Jennifer Aniston and. Not to go too deep into the movie, but it's the joint where Philip Seymour Hoffman was doing Let Make It Rain when he was shooting basketball. But whatever. Oh, okay, yeah, I think I slightly, yeah, okay. Now I slightly remember, yeah. So in the movie, his character's an insurance adjuster, and he, sh- he has to insure the CEO of a company, but the CEO of the company, it's hard to insure him because he likes doing adventure shit, like, um, I think it's called base jumping or something like that, and, and all this different type of shit. He lost a tooth fighting, some all kinds of crazy shit, but it's just hard to insure him. So I'm sure Jay-Z, I mean, that was a movie, so was, they probably made it a bit goofy, but he probably has to deal with shit like that. People saying, well, you can't do this and that, or if you do do this and that, we're going to have to raise the price and like, cut into the profits of the concert, that type of shit. Because even now that I'm moving to an apartment, like I'm moving with this com- this um my new landlord and management company, they're all about insurance and, and liability and cutting out risk and stuff like that. So my movers had to present a certificate of insurance. Um, me and my wife had to get the apartment insured. Like rent, uh, renter's insurance? Renter's insurance, but it had to fit within certain parameters. Like it had to be um, insure a certain amount of money for this. It had to be a certain amount of liability. Anybody else who's hurt their medical costs had to be insured for that, that type of stuff. That type of stuff. Damn. Yeah, so you have to just insure just, just the different people that's insured. So it was just, um, just thinking about Jay-Z. Like you have to think about how you're going to cut how you gonna cut risk with that guy? And, and then Jay Z's probably looking at. I gotta make sure I preserve my profits. But I don't know if that's the reason. But that's a very viable. We're, we're trying for you, explanation for it. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're trying to we're figure trying, it out. Ho. We're gonna solve the case. <laughs> Y'all ain't gonna kill my heroes. <laughs> yeah. Word. Yeah, that's episode thirty-eight right there, brother. Another episode in the can. We are slowly approaching forty. Damn, we gotta we gotta start hitting the gym, man. We can't wait till we get our forty. Start working out. We gotta get in there. Go into forty the right way. But uh, Word, man, all veggies, no eggs, man. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? But we getting up there in age. Um, make sure yeah. you continue to check us out. We are all over social media. You can listen to uh the entire podcast at SoundCloud. 
also on Google Play Music. And of course, of course, of course, on Apple Podcasts. And like us and rate us on Apple Podcasts. Please do, please do. On social media, however, you could check out the podcast at Perfect Talk Radio on Instagram. Um, I go by the name of DJ Playboy, but on Instagram, they call me at Plickapeezy, P-L-I-C-C-A-P-E-E-Z-Y. So make sure you follow me, uh, Miss Perfect Touch. I believe on all social media platforms goes by A-O Niche at A-Y-O n-i-s-h but keith the the big mystery is if they want to find you brother where Instagram, can me me and my underscore 35 but by the way man y'all gotta check out the handmaid's tale it gets wacky but it's dope to watch what is that show about what is, what is that it's just is it, is oh. it pilgrims is nah it, uh, so it's, they live mm-hmm. in a dystopian world where women are like super um oppressed uh-huh and that's pretty much it like you'll probably hear it a lot in the context of like Oh, how similar it is to real life and all that type of stuff. That's pretty much what's going on. The women are the oppressed race, and they um, so they're trying to live within that world, and in some cases, fight against it. Got you. Okay, yeah, I never just I seen uh Peggy from Mad Men up in it, so I just always wondered. Yeah, it's it's, mm-hmm. it's dope. It's um it's weird. I don't feel like going into it because then I have to explain too much. But on another episode, we could talk about it. Oh yeah, oh yeah, we get into that, man. Um. Make sure you check us out. Like Keith says, leave us a review. Uh, subscribe. Please tell a friend to tell a friend. And we just going to keep doing this for y'all, man. You got any uh, financial advice or any reading advice you want to get to the people, Keith? Reading advice? Right now I'm reading, um, it's called A Book I Have a Dream. It's an anthology of of Martin Luther King's speeches and, and um, essays and stuff. Um, really good work because it you get to read his thoughts as opposed to some interpretation of his life and thoughts written by some kind of biographer or history book. And the reason it's important is because everything we've read about him and when we look at McDonald's commercials and with the the image of Martin Luther King and all that stuff, it's very romanticized. But to read his thoughts is very profound because I think his thoughts are even way more valuable than the story told about him Mm -hmm. by historians and stuff. Because he talks about his thoughts on religion and God and love and nonviolence and and oppression and um, the struggle in India and all this type of stuff and it's very important to read that shit. So that would be my my recommendation of the day. What's the name of it again? I have a dream, but you could just type in like MLK speeches and shit and just read it there on the internet. I'm sure it's there, they're available there for public consumption. But um, I just bought it in book form. It's called I Have a Dream by Martin Luther King. Um, and it's edited by some dude. Some dude, he'll get it. We'll give him props one day. <laughs> yeah, we'll give him props. He'll get his props eventually. Uh, I'm still slowly reading Think and Grow Rich, and I'm pleased with it so far. So, if you guys are looking for something to read, check out Keith's. That's Napoleon. Um, Napoleon Hill. Yeah, I tried to read it, but uh, I didn't like it. Yeah, not just, to say that's not good. I'm not shitting on your, your recommendation. You definitely are, it's but it's all good. It's all <laughs> to, to, to <laughs> no, each his own. I, I had it recommended to me one time, and I'm like, yo, I was trying to read mm-hmm. it, and I was like, I, I just the way it's worded. And just the ideas that pushes for anyway, we could have a, a, a whole episode about debating books, yeah, me yeah. shitting on it, and picking <laughs> a book up. Or, we'll we'll or save whatever. that for uh, the the Keith's Book Club uh, episode that we have coming up. Right. <laughs> Where I just I just alley up uh, books and you shit on them, <laughs> <laughs> like ski shooting. Pool. <laughs> yeah, nigga, did you see that Napoleon Hill is dope? Nah, nigga. I've read Outliers. Fuck Outliers. <laughs> Ten thousand. <000. laughs> Yo, man, we up out of here, man. Let's get up out of here. Say goodbye to the people, yo.
Peace. Peace.